women's participation in sport. It's something we absolutely should be addressing. We should be changing the way we, we coach women. We should be looking at, uh, at gender norms because it, it's a societal issue too. But we can, we can do that and work on that and fix that while having equal distances. On this week's episode of The Shakeout, we're exploring a lingering issue of inequality in Canadian running. Running is often seen as the great equalizer. On the road and on the track, men and women line up and race the same distance. A marathon, for example, is 42.2 kilometers, no matter who is racing it. But in Canada, cross-country running is the exception. Distances for boys and girls and men and women continue to be wildly different, and we wanted to know why. Today, our podcast producer, Joan Chung, speaks with a group of leaders in the Canadian running scene to ask that question. Why do men and women, boys and girls, run different distances in cross-country? To answer the question of why men and women, boys and girls, run different distances in cross-country, we will first look at the historical reasons for why there is this inequality. We'll also look at how it affects the athlete, both from a physical and psychological point of view. And then we'll see what has been done and what can be done to answer this question of why there is this difference. We speak with athletes Leslie Sexton, Victoria Coates, Sasha Gaulish, Branna McDougall, and Brogan McDougall, along with Alex Hutchinson, science writer and contributing editor for Canadian Running, And as each voice thoughtfully examines the situation, it is clear that the conversation not only remains relevant, but also needs to continue. There seem to be a number of reasons why historically there has been this inequality between men and women in cross country and the distances. The first is physiological, and the second voices concerns about decreased participation in the sport. My name is Victoria Coates. I'm a former OUA cross-country champion, and last year I represented Canada at the IAAF World Cross-Country Championships. This difference is just, it's a lag, a lag from a a time ago when women weren't thought of as as capable as men. There was this need to try and protect women who have, you know, fragile bodies, and there's all these assumptions that we've, you know, seen again and again are just not the case. and it's just, you know, we, we've had that where, you know, women weren't allowed to run the marathon or they weren't able to compete in certain distances in the Olympics. And we've addressed it in every other, like on the track and in the roads, we don't have these disparities, but for some reason, cross country, we just haven't changed. And, you know, you can continue to hear the arguments that I just don't accept in terms of, you know, we don't want to um, put women at risk or we don't want to have... Uh, participation drop down on the women's side if we increase distances. But I think we're getting into, you know, something where you're you're trying to keep 
going something from history that just isn't relevant anymore. There's no reason to expect that women won't be able to participate. Why don't we focus on empowering women to believe that they can participate in the longer distances as opposed to making them think that it's something they can't do by having them grow up in a system where they've been running less than the men. I'm Leslie Sexton. I'm a 233 marathoner and I, I coach uh, junior and youth runners with London Runner Distance Club. There's this idea that uh, if we if we change the distances now, so for example, if the CIS goes up to 8K or or um, you you increase the high school distances, uh, that girls and women will see this and will uh, get intimidated and not do the sport anymore. That those longer distances are going to scare them off. And um, I usually when I hear that, I I try and question the person, say, okay, well, why? Why do you think that? Um, and and especially for for someone who is coaching women and uh, who is who is trying to sort of empower them to be confident and be be able to handle uh, something challenging like cross country, you really shouldn't be saying, well, oh yeah, my my the women I coach are are so great and they're so strong, but. I think 8K is going to scare them. Uh, it just seems really contradictory to me. When I was communicating with Athletics Ontario last year about the uh, the senior women's distance, so it was uh, it was it, it's been 6K for for years and years. Uh, so this would be women uh, 20 and over. Um, one of the one of the things they said to me was, "Well, we're worried that." Uh, if if you changed it to 8k or 10k uh that people wouldn't want to do it and my response to that was well you you have a race already with um a field of probably 20 women in a cross-country race at your ontario championships and you haven't really done anything over the past decade to increase numbers so why should I believe that you're suddenly concerned about women's participation now? Um, so, so to me, that uh, seems like more of an excuse rather than um, a reason not to make the distances equal. As the inequality between the distances persists, the question must be asked if and how this affects the athlete. One way in which this may affect the athlete is through the training both current and for future running careers, as well as the athlete's self-confidence. My name is Brogan McDougall. I'm 16 years old from Glen Burnie, Ontario, and I've represented Canada at the World Junior Cross-Country Championships. I definitely want to pursue the longer distances and keep trying the 5,000 meters and hopefully move up to the 10K someday. And I think they've really, I mean, I know definitely racing longer, I'm, like, that's what I want to do. And I acquire more knowledge from racing those distances that someday I hope to be competitive at um, than just racing the shorter distances that... Um, they're not really going to help me in the long term if I'm going to be racing double or triple that. Um, I think it's just smarter to gain experience now rather than just that rather than when it's actually going to count for something, not having any experience in those distances. 
I think the you know the way the way like a, a club coach or versus a, a high school coach. You, yeah, you have to be a little bit uh, different in your your approach. I I think yeah, we still have to encourage participation and um and and uh, give kids workouts they they can handle. But um yeah, just just simple things like. Uh, yeah, if you're, if you're training for the same distance as the boys, you should probably be running the same number of intervals or, or a very similar workout. Um, so I, I think we need to recognize that, uh, these girls are, are doing cross country. It's, it's not the easiest sport to pick. Um, so they're, they're doing it because they're up to the challenge and they're, they're, they're looking to run and, and improve and get better. So, uh, we, we need to be, uh, giving them the tools to do so, whether that's the the training or the the self confidence. Hi, I'm Sasha Gollish. I'm a student athlete doing a PhD at the University of Toronto. Uh, I guess I'd consider myself a semi pro athlete as well. Um, previously, I was a road safety engineer, um, and I've also completed uh, a lot of the coaching courses in Canada. Uh, but I guess primarily, I'm going to call myself a cross country runner. A year ago, I wrote a letter, and I didn't suggest that it should be uh, one way or the other, or that men and women should necessarily run the same distance, but that we should be asking the athletes what distance they want to run. So one of the things that I think that needs to be addressed in the CIS, and not at, at the Athletics Canada level, but at the CIS level, is the most important thing with these athletes is that they're student athletes. And the word student, as I said in my letter, is listed first because primarily these students should be focusing on their academics. The The athlete side is the bonus side. Um, and post-collegiate, you can choose to go down the elite path and run as an elite athlete and have that as your focus. But I think it's really important that as we discuss whatever distance either gender is going to run that first and foremost we re first and foremost we remember that that these individuals are students and i actually recently um went through a personal experience where i completely underestimated the physical toll that stress plays in one's life and you know i'm a phd student where I'm not in a lab and I have a lot of flexibility and the ability to sort of move my studies around my running. And at the undergraduate level, which is where most of these athletes are competing, they don't have the flexibility to change those demands. They have anywhere between 10 and 40 hours of class a week, depending on the program that they choose. And then, you know, roughly speaking, they say that you're supposed to study about three hours for every hour of class that you have. So, you know, the demands instantly increase there. And, you know, one might argue that a student is sitting at a desk and that could be construed as recovery. But I think the, the mental engagement one needs to have as a student does take a physical toll. And I think at the CIS level, um, we really need to appreciate that students are this holistic individual. And given that we don't have full scholarships in Canada to cover the cost of tuition and living, most students actually have to pay for their running shoes and, and some of their gear, if not all of their gear. You know, some of these students don't have, you know, the life fortunes to be able to afford that and also have to take on a job. And so I think we need to be asking the question 
at the CIS level, not just how far should they be running, but what constitutes a holistic student? And to answer the question of why men and women run different distances in cross country, we must examine what has been done, what conversations have occurred, and what can be done. My name is Alex Hutchinson. I'm a senior editor at Canadian Running Magazine. And uh, as a journalist, uh, my focus is on the science of endurance. So I, I look into research that has a bearing on running and other endurance sports. The reason there are differences in the racing distances for men and women in 2017 is, is simple. It's because there were in 2015. And the reason there were different distances in 2016 is because there were in 2015. It, it's purely just a matter of doing what's been done before. And, you know, that's not a trivial reason. It, it's hard to change things because people get used to the way things are. And, and uh, uh, you know, athletes are used to it. Coaches are used to it. So, so making a change is, is difficult. But that it's 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 purely a function of of it's the way things and that you can trace that back to when women were first allowed to start running longer distances it was you know it was seen as pretty controversial and and it was kind of phased in it was only only in 1972 that women were allowed to to start running uh distances longer than 800 meters so it's just a historical anomaly. Like there's, there's no reason other than that's the way it was done last year. I don't think there's any physiological reason to, to think that men and women should run uh, different distances. Uh, and and if, if we were designing cross country from scratch right now, uh, no one would advance any sort of arguments to say women should run, you know, 60% of the different dis- distances men. Um, there are physiological differences between men and women. Um, probably the most relevant for, for running is the amount of, of muscle mass. And so you consistently see that on average, women tend to run somewhere around 10% uh, slower for a given distance than men. So, uh, but but the, it, that 10% is relatively minor. And from a physiological perspective, in terms of what stress uh, a body is under, there's really no difference uh, if you're out there running for, for 30 minutes or 35 minutes or 25 minutes or 20 minutes. Um, the processes inside the body are essentially the same. It's not a, it's not a different thing. It's, if you look at shorter distances, the, the, distance, the difference between running a 400-meter race and an 800-meter race or a 100-meter race and a 400-meter race, those are totally different events, and the physiology is changing. The, the amount of energy you get from anaerobic sources versus aerobic sources every time you change the distance. But by the time you get up to about 5K, it's virtually all aerobic. So if, I, if you're running a 5K, about 97% of, of your energy is going to come from aerobic sources. And if you go up to 10K, you're doubling the distance. That changes virtually nothing. It's still an aerobic challenge. So there, there's no physiological reason that, um, you know, there's actually no physiological difference in the in the stresses that you'd undergo in a 5k and a 10k. One is just a little bit longer and a little bit slower. Some people actually think that women get stronger, relatively speaking, as the the distances get longer. There's a little bit of scientific evidence. Overall, the physiological differences between men and women are are minimal and and mainly a result of of muscle mass. But if you look at the fatigue characteristics, there's it may be that women actually get closer to men as the distance gets longer. So, you know, if you if you were really going to take a physiological argument, you, you might suggest that women should be running longer distances than men in cross-country. 
but <laughs> that's that's a little bit tongue in cheek. But the the point is um, certainly to argue that women should be running shorter distances. There's there's no there, there, there's no sort of science to suggest that that that, that makes sense. My name is Brandon McDougall. I run for Physicult and Queen's University, and I race the 5,000 meters and cross country. Everybody has their own opinion, and everybody's own opinion is valid. But what I think that these coaches need to seriously um, take into consideration is, are they doing this because they're like, are they doing it because they're their girls, their women that they're training are more suited towards the middle distance, um, and therefore they want to like keep it shorter. Um, or and also like I would encourage them to like to go back, like go back. Cross country hasn't been invented. Why? And we're going back to when cross country start first. We're starting the sport, and we're finding the distances of it. Where does it say that the men should run more than the women? Like, where did that come from? Why is it different than on the track or in a marathon? Like, the women don't do, <laughs> the women don't do 8K on the track while the men do 10K. So just what is the difference? Please explain to me the difference between cross country um, and track and field. That's what I would really like to ask them is why are they, what, what do they think? Why do they think that? we can be equal on the track or on the roads, but not on grass. What's the difference? The fact that we don't have the same um, opportunities for women in their collegiate career to compete at the longer distances as the men, like you, you get somebody like me who yeah is just not, not well prepared for it. You get other people who are afraid to try longer distances. Even myself, I know the marathon still seems quite daunting for me, but somebody else who's already put in a lot of mileage, um, it might not be such of a, a daunting task. They might be ready to go, you know, right when they're done school. And I would like to see the women's distance side in Canada continue to get stronger and stronger. And I think some of the changes we've seen recently moving towards um, gender equality are a great step. And I would like to see those uh, continue. Uh, after I wrote a letter to Athletics Ontario, I did, it took a while, but I did get an email back just saying that they would be evaluating um, their their choice in the distances. They didn't make a change for the 2016 year, which I was extremely disappointed in. And this year, I'm still disappointed to see that it's still only 8K for women and they've, for, for the senior women, even the junior women are less than the junior boys. Um, and I just don't, I don't, I don't know. We, the IAAF made these changes in, I believe it was 2015 or 2016, um, Athletics Canada was able to change their distances to be in line with that. I don't understand why Athletics Ontario is, is dragging their feet on this issue. You've had plenty of notice. Like, we, There's no need to, to keep dragging this on. Um, it, it's already been made kind of from the top. Let's follow suit and, and give women the same opportunities and the same treatment that the men are given. We're talking about the inequality at the CIS level. And... Um, for reference, one year later, the distances have changed as far as I know from my research. And so men now run 10K and women run 8K. And a year ago, I wrote a letter and I didn't suggest that it should be uh, one way or the other or that men and women should necessarily run the same distance, but that we should be asking the athletes what distance they want to run. And one year later, that hasn't happened. And 
there will be the argument, but we surveyed the women, I don't remember if it was two, three, or four years ago now, but we have never surveyed the men. And one year later, I would say that in terms of the the equity issue, the equality, we actually we have equity, we're both running. The equality issue, um, I think we need to address this more on the men's side now and not the women's. We are the women will be running 8K this year, and I don't think it's fair to comment um, by me, by anyone else, until that distance has been run. And I think at that point, then we need to survey the women again, and that's a great opportunity to then also survey the men. Public opinion on this is changing, and I I think a, a lot of the, the people who are maybe against uh, equal distances at first are um, either realizing that they're sort of on the, the wrong side of history on this, or um, I don't know if they, they want to uh, save face or anything like that, but um, it could be they're just realizing that it, it doesn't make much sense uh, to have them run different distances. So um, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens going forward. Like, uh, the, the U sports distance is 8k now for women. Um, and I, as far as I know, they're going to do a, a review in, uh, maybe two years. So, um, it, it wouldn't surprise me if there were motions again to, uh, bring the men's distance down to 8k rather than, uh, having them, them both do 10 because I it, it seems like some coaches would rather have uh, men and women both do eight than uh, than uh, bring the the women's distance up to 10 just so the the men's distance can uh, can stay what it is last year we had just kind of had um, and we just wanted to actually make a change instead of sitting around waiting for somebody else to do it for us. So we wrote in um, sort of to this human rights tribunal and said, well, um, it should be, uh, or why can't we equalize the distances? Um, And then we got a response back from the, I guess, I think it was the president of OFSA, um, and the response it was just almost, I don't even, it was very sexist to say the least. Um, you know, just saying a bunch of things of how like the girls, well, it's long enough for the girls cause they are falling down at the end of the races or that, um, you know, they shouldn't be, um, it's not hindering anyone's development or any, and just a bunch of stuff like that. So it was pretty, yeah, it was frustrating getting that back from, um, that kind of response back from a leader in, uh, the, or yeah, one of the main people in that is running, um, these races and these meets and just that, that, level of sexism is being shown by someone in his position was pretty upsetting. Last year, I wasn't so sure it was going to get changed. It made it, they made it sound like um, the distances were fine as they were. Um, so I think it's definitely a step in the right direction that 
at the high school level, we at least in um, at least in Ontario, we have it equalized now. So I grew up running cross country in elementary school and in high school. Um, and in elementary school, we ran the same distances as the boys. The girls and the boys ran the same distances. In high school, there was a difference, and and I just didn't really question it. It was just kind of one of those things that that's just the way it is, and and you just don't even notice. So the same thing happened when I went to university. Started out at Mac. I continued to run the 5K distance that I had run since I was in grade 11. And I really didn't question it. Again, it was just kind of, that's the way things were. And it never really crossed my mind. Um, and it wasn't until my last year of university when there was talk of increasing the women's distance to 6K that I really started noticing, well, wait a second, why are we running less than the men? Why is there a difference here? We'd like to thank all of the leaders who came on today, athletes and experts, to continue this conversation and keeping up the momentum and exploring different avenues for change. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the ShakeOut Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and Apple Podcast. And we're also now available on Stitcher and Google Play. Uh, make sure to follow our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the ShakeOut Podcast and on Twitter at ShakeOut Podcast and Instagram at ShakeOut Podcast.